everybody. Welcome to the second episode of The 13th Story with Alan Walker. And the guest today is none other than horror writer Isaac Thorne, uh, known for his short story collection, Road Kills. Speaking of roadkill, I've seen quite a bit of roadkill over the last couple of days. Been driving a U-Haul from Oklahoma to my home state of Washington, getting the family moved in with me. We'll get all settled up there as a family. I'm originally from the area, but I haven't lived there in a lot of years. In a lot of years. I missed it. I visited almost every year, so I know what's going on up there. And, um, you know, it's a great feeling to know that that I'm going to be home finally, you know, and uh, my my um, daughter will have you know, the opportunities I did and be able to grow up in the same environment I did. And um, speaking of great environments, um, you know, driving across the country, it really is a, a beautiful country. Um, if you haven't if you haven't driven over a wide space, you really need to. You need to get out and see this country. It doesn't matter what side of political divide you're on. It really doesn't. I mean, I think everybody, if you're an American, I think you could appreciate the land we got. Um, I, I think that's one place where everybody can come together. And if you haven't experienced the land, if you haven't seen it, you need to go out and hit the road. Hit the road and you know, take a look at this land of ours. Alright, so we're recording now. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for agreeing to be on the program. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Uh, you know, it's that happens. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's start off. What got you into writing? Uh, I've been writing since I was a kid. Honestly, I, I'm not sure what um, what really prompted me, except that it was a way to to get what I was thinking out of my head um but i've always kind of i've always loved it i've always loved you know the blank page in front of me and and getting words on it so the the first thing i remember writing was a little uh essay when i was in maybe second or third grade on a little um on a celebratory day we used to have an elementary school called overall day where everybody wore overalls to school uh, and that's the first time I actually ever remember feeling that that need to write something. Cool. Uh, when did you get your first byline? Uh, my first byline was actually in college. I used to uh, to um, I was actually part of a startup uh, student newspaper um, back then, and and I don't know if they're still doing it. It was the uh, my last year. At school was the first year for that paper, and um, I was doing feature stories for them. So that was that was my very first byline. Cool. 
Uh, what was your first byline for um, for fiction? For fiction, um, I actually I published some things in the that same college's literary magazine, and then didn't really do anything um, in fiction for many many years. I mean, I continued to write it, but but. Um, I, you know, submitted to literary magazines throughout college, and and uh, I don't remember. I don't remember whether any of them were ever accepted. I know that I never saw any contributors' copies come in. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I was looking through the writers' market at the time and just submitting, you know, scattershot everywhere. So that, that's the um, way to do it. I mean, the writers. Yeah, market. yeah, but my. The, the first the first thing that I published myself was five years ago um, was a, a short story called nobody was here and uh, I just uh, rather than go through the the scatter shot again I just decided to go ahead and, and put it out there on Kindle because you can do that now yeah uh, um, <clears throat> what what drew you to horror as a genre horror? I have been I, I've been in love with horror since probably since the time I I was um, a, a kid probably since that's the same time when I was writing that essay honestly it's been a long time my grandmother used to have Alfred Hitchcock albums cool. that she would let me listen to and that she eventually gave to me um, you know ghost stories for young people and um, and there was a, another one. It wasn't Alfred Hitchcock, but it was a, an album uh, called Great Ghost Stories that had the golden arm on it and, and things like that that I absolutely loved. Scared me to death, but I loved being scared, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's, that's sort of where it started. That and I would I'd catch the, the old Universal Monsters movies on, in, on late night on an independent station out of Nashville. Um, was an independent station at the time. It's Fox affiliate now, but uh, but yeah, it started young. Cool. Um, so you've always focused on that genre. Yeah, I got into detective fiction for a, a very short time. Um, you know, and and even then, it was sort of uh, Edgar Allan Poe type detective fiction. You know, there's yeah. there's a little bit of a horror bent in there um i didn't stay there though i i've i've always been drawn uh, more to the horror side of it than to the the mystery that's cool um let's go let's go back a little bit um tell us a little bit about sure. yourself um where you grew up that sort of thing I, yeah absolutely i i grew up in uh, a rural part of middle tennessee um between the uh, Columbia and Franklin areas south of Nashville. And uh, I've lived here my entire life. Um, uh, you know, did, uh, did the school thing, did the college thing, and, and I've been a, um, a writer for my day job um, for many years uh, with some IT as well. So, uh, uh, and my writing for my day job is actually technical writing. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, the uh, the world's kind of the streams crossed there, and uh, 
I was able to use my my tech expertise and uh, and writing together. Oh, that's good. Uh, what was the last horror flick you saw? Horror flick I saw. Yeah. Um, I've I've been watching um, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which is a series, not a movie. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one, uh, the last one, the last actual like feature film I saw. I have not been to see Halloween yet. Don't, don't. It's awful. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was so disappointed with that. No. <laughs> yeah. um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't think of the last new one I saw. It might have been the one I reviewed for the Horrorcist hmm. a little while back. But uh, but yeah, I've been mainly sticking to to streaming stuff lately. I watched Castle Rock, which... Oh, I, that's Stephen King's bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was okay. It... it it ended a little disappointingly for me, but, um, you know, Haunting of Hill House is, is pretty good so far, though. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen that myself yet. Um, yeah. So what authors do you typically read? Uh, Stephen King, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you can you can write in this genre and be of, of my age without citing him as, as some kind of influence anyway. Um, and I, I sort of went backwards from him for a while and read his influences. Um, Richard Matheson, for instance. Um, I've, uh, I've got a couple of, of volumes of his shorter stuff along with, uh, with I am legend and, uh, I can't think of the name of that one just now. Well, There's another one though, a, a novel length of his that uh, that I have, um, you know. And uh, I, I read some Dean Koontz when I was younger. Um, his, uh, I believe he wrote Watchers. That one is the one I remember by him. Hmm. And uh, you know, just uh, um, several of of that of that Stephen King Dean Koontz era is what I was stuck in for a long time. Anne Rice was another one that I read um, for a while. Although hers, now that I look back on them, um, tend to be more uh, fantasy. Yeah. Read more as fantasy to me than, than they do horror. Fantasy at the, at the time vampires. Picked, yeah. <laughs> at the time I picked up Interview with the Vampire, I was like, oh, vampires, horror. And... And there was some horrific stuff in there, but uh, but as the the series progressed, it, it kind of reached more fantasy to me. Um, I've lately been uh, been reading some stuff put out by Fungasm Press, which is uh, John Skip's imprint, huh. and um, I I have read a lot of uh, of Skip and Spectre's old stuff, um, and uh, and some of the stuff by John Skip and Cody Goodfellow. Um, Spore, I think, was the most recent thing I read by them. But uh, I've been reading mainly Danger Slater's stuff from okay. Fungasm, which uh, which is is wonderful and hysterical simultaneously. 
Um, so what's Roadkills all about? Uh, Roadkills is a collection of short stories. Um, several of them I had released as, as singles on, um, on Kindle prior to the collection. And I noticed a theme in the stories I was writing that a lot of them took place either on the road or were, were very, very connected to um, the road. So I thought, you know, these, these actually thematically go together. Um, so I pulled all that together and, uh, and wrote a few additional stories that I had not published yet that were along the same lines and, and pulled it all together in roadkills. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a horror humor blend, um, all related to, uh, to a lot of it related to driving and, and of course all of it related to journey. Hmm. So, so what are you working on now? What I'm working on now, I'm just about to wrap up a, uh, a first draft of a novel I've been working on. I wrote the first chapter of this thing like three years ago and put it down and just never went back to it. And, um, then after I finished Road Kills, I, I've written a couple of other short stories since then. Um, haven't put them out there yet, and was just cooking, you know, for the next thing. And I opened that chapter up and I reread it, and all of a sudden the pieces that were missing when I wrote that first chapter so many years ago started to kind of fall into place. So I've been kind of banging on that for the past six weeks, and uh, and. I should be wrapping it up this weekend, hopefully. Cool, cool. Uh, so what's your process like? Um, I tried an outline with this to start with, with the novel. I don't usually do outlines. Um, typically, what I do is I have this ultimate scene that I think about and that I want to get to and I either write that scene or kind of sketch out that scene, and then I fill in the blanks of everything leading up to that ultimate scene. That's my short story process. Okay. Um, for the novel, I was going to try an outline, and, and I actually did. I, I sat down and I wrote out this outline of, of everything I wanted to cover and, and everything that I thought should happen that, that would lead to this ultimate scene I had in my head. And then when I started, when I got back to it and I looked at that outline and I started actually trying to write it, the characters kind of took over and <laughs> yeah. the outline just, just went out the window. <laughs> um, so looking at the outline now, it's, it's, you know, the characters' names are the same, but the, um, the events that unfold and, and, um, and everything leading to the and the ultimate scene is still the same, but everything leading to that ultimate scene is not what I originally <laughs> envisioned. So you start with the climax and work backwards. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I usually do outlines for my novels, but the final pro project, yeah. final product, is never why I outlined it. Like you said, the characters do take over. You kind of have to work organically if you're just sticking to the outline it's going it's not going to turn out right guys absolutely when do you expect your next work to be out um 
I don't know yet. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the week of Halloween off after I wrap this thing up tomorrow. And then I'm going to go back into rewrites, um, which is usually also part of my short story process. Once I get the first draft out, I'll take a little bit of time away from it. And then I'll start at the beginning and um, find holes, you know, fill them in, cut stuff, add stuff, um, you know, before I ever even get to the, the whole editing and proofreading part of it. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try that with, <laughs> with the novel as well and, and see if it kind of goes the same way for me. Uh, I, my process for the short stories is, is fam so familiar to me now. It's, it's what I've, um, fallen back to with, uh, with this, this novel draft. So hopefully it'll be a, a similar outcome. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for being on the program. Appreciate, Absolutely. You, appreciate you agreeing to do this. Right. Yeah. I uh, apologize for not being able to remember the, uh, the name of the, the last movie. I watched. <laughs> it, it's, it's all right. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care. All right. Thanks a lot. Well, that was a great interview, great little talk we had. Um, again, the name of his book is Road Kills. Road Kills by Isaac Thorne with an E. It's available on uh, Amazon and uh, wherever you buy books. Um, This may be the first podcast ever recorded from the cab of a moving U-Haul. I don't know for sure, but maybe. Um, all the noisy here in the background, it is loud as fuck in this cab. I tell you, the road noise, the wind. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe this thing does not have cruise control. It's, uh, it's exhausting to drive this. But on the last leg of the journey, I headed on uh, Highway 84. That's in Northern Oregon. It is foggy as fuck right now. Uh, it is so foggy and overcast right now but it's 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 beautiful is what it is so the sponsor today was alanwalker.com a-l-a-n-w-e-l-k-e-r.com again i'd like to thank isaac thorne for doing the interview and until next time it's always a good day to read some fucked up shit